2 Corinthians. And uh, we're not going forward, we're going backwards. And uh, at this rate, we're going to, uh, we're going to get done 1 Corinthians before 2 Corinthians. Paul said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Now, I always say first, I mean second. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I got to get out of chapter 1 and then my brain will work right. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experience in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. So this is more comfort in affliction, 2 Corinthians 1, and it should be 3 to 11. Addendum. A month ago I preached on these verses... And I remember saying, as I, as I preached through them, that either you have walked through great suffering in this life or you will. And in this past week, we've walked through the sudden passing of a beloved friend more quickly than any could imagine. Prayed for adult children under the scourge of drug addiction. Talk to families torn apart by selfishness. People at the end of everything and done with life. You know, some people watch the news to get, to, uh, get bad things about the world, but uh, I don't watch the news because, you know, just all the things that I talk to people about is about enough. To quote the Orange County Supertones, this life, this life is fleeting. Everything, everything's dying. Since I have a, just a little bit of time today, I thought maybe it'd be good to just reflect for a moment on the practical, the practical application of these verses. About the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction. The God, the triune God, our Father of all compassion and comfort, Jesus Christ, who suffered like us, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter in us. So, Paul, who in these verses notes that he was so utterly burdened beyond his strength that he despaired of life itself, it says we because it was him and his companions. 
Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. So we're going to just look at quickly five things to do when the cold winds of bitter providence blow through your life. And the first one is what we see here when Paul does, is that he does not gloss over the pains of life. Like this is not glossing over. This is like, yeah, like we were like utterly burdened to everything beyond what we could even comprehend. We felt like we were dying. And that's to say, is that like Christians should not merely cover over pain with chipperness and too quickly looking above without forgetting how hard things are here. And we're going to look above. That's going to be point number two, actually. But life is hard and we can like, like if you just read the Psalms, like this is not even a very dark Psalm. You can go to Psalm 88, which is like the end is like my companions have become utter darkness. And that's like a high note of the, of the Psalm. It says, my tears have been my food day and night. Well, they say to me continually, where is your God? Don't be afraid to grieve losses. In fact, in fact, grieve losses. It's not a lack of faith to grieve. It's only a loss of humanity. Be honest with God. Like, read the Psalms. Like, it's like utterly honest. Like, God, like, where are you? You have been bad to me in this. It's like, sometimes I read the Psalms, I'm like, really? Like, this is in the Bible? Don't deny the depth of grief. Just trust that God will always meet it with a greater height of glory and comfort. Number two, set your mind on God. And what is our comfort? It's the triune God, the father of all comfort, the, the father who comforted the son as he walked through every grief of not just pain on the cross, but of betrayal of a close friend, of his companions abandoning him. He suffered in every way as a human. And gives to us the Holy Spirit, the comforter, who comforts us by filling us with Christ himself, the one who suffered, God who suffered. I'm like that's the that's like like the scandal of Christianity is really that God suffers the impassable God bleeds and he bleeds in our place but still to go before us to know us in our weaknesses to be there for us set your mind on the things that are above not on the things that are on earth. Yes, like we can grieve the things on earth, but every time to be pressing into who God is as the God of all comfort in every affliction. It's, this is just such practical advice and, and, and this, will, this will like help you in almost every situation in your life is that when things are overwhelming, stop. Take a deep breath. 
and reflect on God. Let's say that God comforts, that God cares, that God is truly working all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And just take a deep breath, focus your mind. And by the way, some days you're going to have to do that like a hundred times. Literally last night I was laying in bed, I was thinking about something that maybe dumb I said at this panel, at this conference, and, I, and I'm just like, okay, take a breath. I can pray. God, I screwed something up. Please fix it. No matter how heavy the cross is today, Jesus Christ bore it before you, and he will bear your cross with you, because it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Set your heart on God's word. Don't just read the Bible like we read books, or I like say that I read books, but I just listen to audiobooks. But drink from it like you're dying of thirst in the desert. Eat of it like you're a starving man. Listen to it with a rapt attention like the dying words of a wise man. And meditate as often as you breathe. The Lord is my refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. I've stored up my word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Store it up. Fourth, set your presence with God's people. But this is just like Paul in his in his in his like measure in, in, in speaking who God, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, we, we receive comfort in God, setting our mind on God, but we receive comfort as well in God, like it's ultimately in God, comforted by God, in other believers like we believe truly that every believer is the body of christ is 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 christ on earth is the hope of glory christ in you so we believe it's christ on earth and so when we join together and we get encouragement it is christ's encouragement that we are getting and so when tragedy strikes Set your presence with God's people. And, and, and I know, I mean, like the, the pro, like, like the, the skeptic would be like, like pastor, like really, like have you met people? Like, like church people? Like people are often like, like bad. People say dumb things. You know, when I was, my wife and I were in our early 20s, we buried our firstborn daughter. And, like, I'm glad I didn't have, like, journal back then, because if I journaled, I would have lots of stories about all of the dumb things people said. But uh, I just remember that they were dumb. I don't remember what they said, because, and it's good that I don't. 
But still, there's, there's Christ there. Maybe just a bit of advice, like a hug. If a, if a picture is worth a thousand words, a hug is worth a billion. Often, the less we say, the better. I'm there for you. It's hard. Or like, hey, you know, I, I lost somebody really close. I know that this isn't quite the same because every grief is different, but hey, like this is my story and this is how God comforted me here. And so you can in that way share God's comfort. There's a reason like we, we run grief share every year and it's one of the ministries of the church that I, I, just, I just love because it's, it's a place we just get together and we just, we just share and we try to find hope in God. And it's not easy, but it's good. Um, eat, sleep, and exercise. I, I just add this in here because sometimes like, you know, think, thinking of things above. Uh, Jesus, at one point in his ministry, raises this little girl from the dead. And, and at the end, he, said, he strictly charged them that no one should know this. And he told them to give her something to eat. And I always think to myself, like, like Jesus, like you just raised her from the dead. Certainly you could have raised her from the dead with a full stomach. <laughs> like that seems like the easy miracle to do. But yet, you know, when... God created us. He created us with bodies, knowing that, you know, we would normally feed them in the normal way. When affliction comes, often, like, our brains shut down. That's the thing about this. Like, I think about, you know, the year Emma died. What do you think about? Like, almost nothing. It's just gone. Like, what did I do? I know I did things, but my brain just sort of, like, shut off. We often have to work to eat, sleep, wake up. Don't be afraid of routine. You know, it's a fog, but even in the fog, we need to stick to the routines that got us there. Eat, sleep, wake up, read our Bible, just lean into these things. And even when they're automatic, sometimes the automatic things can take us places even when we can't will ourselves to it. Now, one of the most amazing things through this is that we serve the God of comfort. And, and it's funny, even this, I'm like, I want to be practical and give like, you know, like five steps, like what to, what to do. But the amazing thing about God is that, you know, we never have to totally worry that we do things the right way because we don't serve a principle. We don't serve a principle. We serve a personal God who even when we screw up, and by the way, we often screw up, even when we like go far astray, like he meets us in those places and shows up in ways to meet us in our trouble because it is his character to be the God of all comfort who comforts us in any affliction. And so maybe you look at this list and it's just like, okay, just remember, like, God is the God of grace. And even when I fail in 15 ways, God is going to succeed in 32. Because that's what God does. 
For as abundantly as we share in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Because when we suffer as a believer, we suffer in something that God has already walked before us. And so when we suffer in Christ, even for our own foolishness, we don't have to find Christ. He will find us. And as such as it has been in my life, it's like in all of those times when I didn't even know what to do, my brain was in a fog, we buried our child, I was trying to go to seminary. In some ways, there was hardly a time that I felt closer to God. Because that's who God is. He is the God of all comfort, who meets us in every way. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you are faithful, you are gracious and kind, that you meet us in every way when we don't, when we go, when we go astray, that you are the awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love. That even though when we have sinned and done wrong and turned away from your commands, that you listen and incline your ear and forgive because we are your children and you will work in us this salvation even when we have not the strength, especially when we have not the strength to work it ourselves. And so, Lord God, as we come to you in this day, we pray for your comfort. And we pray, first of all, for the Penner family, and we pray that you would touch them with every measure of your grace, that day by day that they would feel your presence, that they would feel the compassion and love of Christ in, in his people in every way. And we pray, Lord, yeah, you would just move in ways that we don't even know. As we pray for this, we pray for... Monique Strand's family and their, their, uh, her grandma who passed away, we pray, Lord, that you would be in that place and that you would meet their need. We pray for healing for those in, in, in hardship. We pray for Mary Hanlon, and, and I just pray that you would give her comfort as maybe she doesn't understand what's going on, but that you would be close to her in every way. We pray for Jan as she as she goes in for these treatments, we pray specifically that her neutrophils would be, would be lifted up so that her body would be strong to fight disease. We, we thank you for our sister Kristen, even though that she still has cancer, that you have, that you have blessed her body to still have strength to do many things. And we pray, Lord, that you would heal her and touch her body in every way. We pray for Kerrigan as well. And we pray, Lord, that you would heal her and that she would see and feel your comfort. I said, there's Sadie and Isaac and Bronson. And so, Lord, many who have suffered and are suffering, we pray, Lord God, that you would miraculously intervene and that you would be merciful to them in every way and that they would see and know you in the fullness of who you are. We pray for all those stuck in addictions that you would deliver them from this scourge. We pray that you would thwart the plans of the drug dealers, 
and that you would deliver people in every way to turn away from the pleasure that's killing them. Oh Lord, we pray in all this that you would listen to us in the prayers of all your people. Show us your mercy. And for your own sake, O Lord, make your face to shine upon us and hear our prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.